Welcome to Old Eyes New Glasses, a podcast about relationships, family, and how emotional intelligence impacts our lives. My name is Avery Baker and my dad is Brian Baker. It's a family joke that he's got the old eyes and I've got the new glasses and that's how we got the name of our show. Together, we are the only father and son inspirational speaking duo on the circuit. This podcast is an extension of the messages we share with audiences we speak to, ranging from thousands of people at national conferences to high school gymnasiums with 1,200 students. Get ready to listen to some of the most dynamic, the most unique, and the most inspirational cross-generational conversations you've ever heard. Good morning, Pops. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh... I'm thankful that the uh, weather out here in Sacramento is starting to clear up a little bit. We've been dealing with these wildfires wild for a little over a month now. So that's, that's hopeful. I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's been rough, man, as, as, as we know, speaking to uh, people in not only this part of California, but folks up in the Northwest. Uh, Seattle, uh, Washington area, you have friends up there, I know, as well as uh, Portland, where you have friends as well. And we have a client up there that we did some work for earlier this year in the Medford, Oregon area. Mm -hmm. And it was sad having uh, connected with them a couple of weeks ago for them to tell us uh, how many people in their community have really been uh, adversely impacted by these fires. So it's a lot to be thankful for. You know, it just crushed me when they told me students at their school uh, were sleeping in in parking lots uh, of of department stores with their families simply because they evacuated their homes that they didn't have anywhere to really go. And so um, it gives you perspective. uh, Most definitely, man, it's 2020, man, it's just uh, a a year, I think, that you know, at the end of the day, like we could eliminate this from the millennium. I mean, it's just like, yeah. let's just yeah. like skip from 2019 to 2021. And that's only hoping 21 is better than 20. So who knows, right? True. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it will be. I think it will be. And um, yeah, you're right. You know, it's we've all we've all had to show some resilience in uh, in these last few months and definitely thinking about the people in, in Oregon, um, in those communities that have been decimated all over the West Coast, really, yeah. um, any of those communities. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, everyone in their own way has kind of had to be resilient. And, um, and that's one of the things that, that we talk about, you know, seeing that we talk about emotional intelligence. And uh, last week, we were, we were drafting out some content for an inspirational event that we were hosting to an organization out here. And uh, we came to this impasse where we were talking about just that. We were talking about resilience. And we were talking about some of the things that you need to have to be resilient, amongst other things like personal power, self-awareness. And then the conversation shifted to self-love and the role that self-love plays and not only resilience, but just in so many other, you know, characteristics, qualities, and competencies um, of our own growth 
and our own emotional intelligence and stuff. And so, and so today, that's what we, uh, we want to talk a little bit about. We want to dive further into that. I think this is kind of just like, like an impromptu episode that, that we both felt like this would be a good conversation to have because um, right now, right about now, we all need some, some uplifting uh, conversations and um, we just need to, to figure out how we can make it through difficult times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's been, it's been interesting because a lot of the work that we're getting now is from um, organizations that are looking for messages for their staff or uh, perhaps families that, that they support um, or leadership um, competencies that, that people are searching for during these times. And so um, it's kind of cool that, that we're getting people reaching out to us about that that type of thing and for us to be able to kind of put together content and messages around this is really fun because um, it's really a necessary part of life. And it's something that because our family has gone through some difficulties in the mm-hmm. past that we can kind of reflect on those, those, those episodes in our lives and then build content um, and, and around that and, and illustrate points with very poignant stories uh, about the subject matter that we're talking about. And so I think that's what makes it, you know, very authentic when we are able to, um, you know, engage with people, particularly virtually now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of been a whole shift uh, from a speaking perspective, you know, it's, it's easier, in my opinion, to get in front of a room of people read their body language, you know, pick up on their facial expressions, kind of really know how engaged they are. You know, if you have a, a humorous line that you've included in, in, you know, in your talk, like how it hits, right? It's almost like the yeah. comedian on stage that's like, okay, like that line fell flat. Let me like, you know, <laughs> scratch that out for the next uh, talk that we do. But, you know, it's, it's really, it's, uh, it's a little bit more challenging to do it virtually, but at the same time, right. I think it's, I think it's also, um, I think in some ways it's getting a little bit easier the more that we're doing these virtual things simply because people are, are in their homes, right? It's almost like having like a kitchen conversations with people. It's the kind of conversation, mm. you know, that we're trying to set up that people would have in their dining room or around their kitchen table, right? To talk about these things. But as you alluded to, when we were developing some content uh, last week, the topic of self-love, and resilience came up and it yeah. was interesting because um, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What was it that you said uh, and then it prompted me to yeah. respond? Go ahead. Yeah, so so I, I made the comment or the statement that self-love is necessary in order to be truly resilient. Like you need to have that element of self-love for for you to persevere through through something and so just i'll leave it at that and then i want to like how does that hit you when you first hear it like you know correct you know is it is it in part is it you know not complete um what what is that what does that mean to you well i mean i don't i don't think that you are incorrect that self-love plays a uh 
a big part in one's ability to be resilient. But but I, my response to you was I did not believe that someone uh, has to have self-love in order to be resilient, in order to uh, persevere through hard times and push through them. Uh, because there could be some other factors involved. It could be the fact that, you know, they feel like they have to push through uh, for their families, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have, uh, of, uh, so it could be love of others that's, that, that's making them, uh, uh, you know, uh, lean in and move forward or bounce back as you always like to, the phrase you like to use is bounce back. But I think sometimes it's about other people that, that, that motivates you or motivates one and gives them the, the intestinal fortitude to just say, listen, like in the face of all this, this bullshit that's going on, like I got to push through this because other people are counting on me. And that, and that's kind of where we got into this. Okay. Yeah. It's back and forth a little bit because, you know, um, you know, I was, I was born in Chicago and, and born on the South side of Chicago. And even though I moved to uh, Oakland at a, at a fairly young age at seven, um, you know, I would go back to Chicago every summer for like the, like six summers in a row and stay there for, for three months out of, you know, through the year, through the summertime with my grandparents Mm -hmm. on the South side of Chicago. And I, I would see a completely different world than California and, you know, going yeah. to the South side of Chicago. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I think that there's a lot of stories about, um, you know, survival and kind of making it through some like really, really tough circumstances and situations. Um, and to your point, I, I, you know, I think there's, I think that there, you know, there's, there's some love, there's some self-love, in that, but there's a lot of people. I mean, I have some relatives um, who like mm-hmm. you kind of just would keep it pushing, but didn't really have the self-esteem or the self-confidence or really the self-love. It was just like this this survival instinct, survival mode. Uh, mm-hmm. Would it help to have self-love? You know, absolutely. But I'm not quite sure that it's a requirement. I haven't looked to see if there's any studies uh, uh, yeah. that have been done on anything like that. That'll be interesting. We didn't obviously look at that prior right. to this because we just wanted to have a conversation about it. And so it would mm-hmm. be, be interesting for people to hear this, like if they could comment uh, on it, you know, whether it be email or respond to, you know, place a phone call to us or connect with us. But yeah, I just don't think that it's 100% necessary. I think it's helpful, I got but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's really interesting. And I, and as I listen to you, I, I definitely want to clarify. I don't think that this is us having a, a real disagreement. I think we're actually just building a more complete definition and a more um, encompassing, like, understanding of what, you know, we both feel like resilience is. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I made that statement, you know, self-love is necessary to have resilience. And, and then I heard you talk about survival. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a little bit, like that's where we had a little bit of a disconnect is because for me, like being resilient isn't just survival. Right. Like survival is one thing. Mm-hmm. I think for me, being resilient is that next step. It's like not just surviving, but it's actually like, like persevering, fighting back. It's actually like 
going against that challenge, that struggle, that setback to the point where you're actually, you know, improving your or overcoming, overcoming or, something yeah, or achieving something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah. So when I said that, that's what I was thinking about. And to be quite honest with you, you know, I, um, and, and Justin was on the call. My brother, Justin was on the call with us. And I think that it really hit us from a standpoint of, um, and this is getting really deep, but it hit us from the standpoint of there's a lot of people that survive to a, to a point. And then there's a lot of people that end up taking their own lives. Mm. And when I made the comment about the self-love yeah. being necessary for resilience, that's, that's where I was in my mind, I was heading towards is because like, you got to have that love of self in mm. order to truly persevere through something because mm -hmm. i think a lot of people end up just surviving mm -hmm. and and never actually working towards overcoming something they're just surviving and like you said i think because of out exterior motivations uh because of love of someone else because yeah. they have a, a child to care for because they have a, a loved one a grandparent yeah. to care for that they're just yeah. like I just got to put my head down and survive this yeah. as opposed to being resilient is like, I'm not just going to survive this, but I'm actually going to defeat this. I'm mm -hmm. going to overcome whatever that challenge is in mm -hmm. my way. And, and as you mentioned in the same way that we as a family had to overcome the consecutive losses of our family members, the consecutive mm -hmm. deaths of our family members. And that was, you know, for a while, you can speak to this, but for a while, as a family, we were just kind of surviving. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely we had to, we had to overcome that, you know, we had to get together. And there was tough times, there was, there was tears that were shed, there were moments where, you know, I, I like, like you've talked about in the past, there was moments when we're sitting at the dinner table and, um, and you know, you broke down and apologized because you felt like you weren't being the person or the dad or the husband that you were prior to the losses mm -hmm. of our close relatives. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just think that that's where, that's where I was going. And, and, you know, this conversation is kind of that effort of building out the yeah. steps, the necessary, uh, or like, the levels to which, you know, you can, one can be resilient, I think. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, you bring up the, the, the incident at the dinner table uh, where that happened uh, soon after um, uh, your uncle Mark passed. And it was really tough because now, now, now I'm going to agree with you about the importance of self-love, right, and resilience, right? Because again, we we weren't on completely different pages. I right. just was kind of expressing that that I didn't think that it was completely necessary. However, you know, if you look at if you're talking about um, self-love and being able to recover from stressful situations mm -hmm. that are going on in your life, or to be able to um, understand that anxiety, um, you know, is something that could come up when you're dealing with some mental health challenges at times and, 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 and self-love is having some compassion for yourself in the midst of, 
of, of depression or anxiety. That's an important factor uh, on the road to recovery. You know, you could be like completely self-destructive in terms of like, um, um, you know, uh, health choices in terms of if you drink too much, right? As you're yeah. going through something or if you, you know, if you're not eating like, you know, balanced, balanced meals, right? It's kind of, so it's the destructive behavior can come from a lack of, of having uh, love for yourself and compassion for yourself. So, so I agree wholeheartedly with you. And I think it's a necessary part of, of uh, being successful in life. I think it's a necessary part of, of, you know, one being, you know, optimistic, you know, in their outlook moving forward. And that's kind of moving into like the personal power um, right. stuff that we talk about a little bit. It's kind of just like knowing internally that things are going to work out for you and be okay. So, and I'm glad that you brought up personal power because um, part of your personal power is knowing your self love and your self worth and um, knowing your self confidence, being in tune with that. Um, and, and, you know, I'll be the first to admit like that's a process. Like mm -hmm. for me, understanding my like gaining my self confidence, you know, you know this, but yeah. that's been a journey for me from. Yeah. You know, the early preteen years, through the teenage years, through the puberty years, into college and since college, like every step for me has been working on that progression of understanding my, my confidence, understanding yeah. my, you know, becoming in love with myself, like yeah. truly. Um, and that's, and that's, you know, that's a big component of personal power, which is a big component of resilience. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we actually were, we were talking about this not too long ago about your confidence. We were in, the, in our kitchen having a conversation about, you know, your confidence from when, you know, you played AAU basketball uh, when, when I was your coach and how difficult that had to be for you for like the four years or five years of just like me wanting you to understand the skill set that you had, but you not necessarily embracing your skill set. But what's interesting though, as I look at, as I look at your journey um, and, and, and things happening in stages for you, where you slowly but surely became a little bit more confident in yourself and your abilities, I think it lends uh, honestly to the fact that you are a pretty balanced person at this point mm. in time in your life. I think it's very easy for folks, you know, to have, get confidence early on in life, but then they peak, right? Because it's got a, it's like the, it's like the saying I, I had uh, when you were in high school, I think you were maybe around the uh, 10th grade and because you were always a great or you were a year younger than everybody else because we moved you along a grade when you were uh, when you were uh, a young student you know I, I I'm about to bring I'm about to bring up a Brian Bakerism man do you know which yep. one I'm gonna do you know what I'm gonna say I'll let you I'll let you guess which one I'm gonna say it was about the about high school and life do you remember that one yeah well I mean the uh the unedited version is it's one thing to be the shit in high school it's another thing to be the shit in life yeah and and that's you know that's there's uh, an element of truth to that i've realized like like you said peaking 
peaking early and I never wanted to do that. Um, I never felt like, you know, for me, I never felt like I was ultra confident in high school um, at all points throughout high school. And, and not, you know, I don't think a lot of people are, and there's some people that are and good, good for them. And I, I always admired those that exuded incredible, you know, uh, drive and incredible, just like overwhelming confidence in themselves. And I, and I aspired to get there, but it is, there is a, a element of truth in your statement because since that time, I've realized that, you know, certain people progress and certain people haven't. Yeah. And, and I think for those that haven't, it's about recapturing, you know, whatever that allowed, whatever it is that allowed them to you know have that be on that pedestal of like you know self-love and self-confidence and you know sometimes that comes from you know the external like people looking at them and being like dang you're so cool you're so cool and then when that goes away then they're like they don't know where that source is or right. they don't know you know where to find that yeah and, and that's why um i've learned that like I said last week when we were, you know, um, creating the content, I said self-love is the best love mm -hmm. because really when it comes down to it, like how is your relationship internally? Yeah. You know, how is your relationship with the person in the mirror? Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's the journey. Like that's one of the biggest journeys in life, I think. Um, and you know, personally, that's, that's been the continuous journey for me. And I'm still growing. Yeah, um, I think we all are, you know, I feel like, you know, you can speak for yourself, but I think you're still growing as well. Well, you know, I, I mean, it's funny, man, because I, I do remember, we won't get deep into the story. But I do remember when I made that statement to you, and I know you were looking at me like in this perplexed, you had this perplexed look on your face, like, well, what does that mean? I'm in high school now. That's all that matters. <laughs> and I was trying, and I was trying to get you to understand. I'm like, yeah, this is just like a moment in time, right? Mm -hmm. That you're kind of going through, and 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 you know, you just have to keep it pushing and keep living, but realize that, like, you know, the journey doesn't stop uh, after high school was over. Right now, for some people, it does. Right. But mm -hmm. one of the things I was trying to get you to understand, like, this is the long game. This isn't this is this is not anything where we're looking to just kind of like, you know, call it a day because you've reached the pinnacle somehow, some way in your in, in your high school journey. Right. And and I, I think that it, um, you know, I get a kick out of out of out of watching you and watching your brother because you guys have kind of taken this stair step approach uh, to life and, and, and having the confidence now and the wherewithal. And, I, and when we were talking last week, you know, and I'm, I know we're going to be doing some other podcasts on families and parenting and, and, and um, uh, kids relationships with their parents. Right. And the, mm -hmm. the difficulty that that sometimes, um, you know, that that has when kids are younger, but not only when kids are younger, uh, you know, when people get older, what is the relationship they have with their parents when they become, yeah. you know, uh, in, in their mid 20s or early 30s? There's a lot of people that still have a difficult uh, time connecting with their parents at this point in time. But I remember just telling you that, like, there was always like a method to my madness, even when you never really understood it. 
right? Because the goal for me as your dad was to get you to the point of when it came time to stand on your own two feet that you were going to be able to do it without any major issues, right? Mm -hmm. That's not to say that like, you know, when you left the house, if you ever needed to come back to the house, like many people have found themselves in the midst of this pandemic having to do, like there's a whole lot of people living at home right now that did not ever plan on living at home again, right? But circumstances are what they are. But my whole point was in normal times, I wanted you to leave without the desire to come back because, you know, you had this. It wasn't going to be a situation where you were uncertain about your abilities uh, to, to, to make a path to make your way through adulthood. And that was that was like my plan, uh, you know, right. from from the get go. Um, and you know, I, at some point you you got it, but in the midst of going through it, you were like, like God, this dude's an asshole <laughs> for doing a lot of the stuff that you know that he's doing. But you know, now in retrospect and looking back on it, I think you, you know, and I won't speak for you, but I think you have an appreciation a little bit about like, you know, all these little uh, uh, twists in the roads along the way. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I am thankful in the end. I'm very thankful that you were so hard and and so um, persistent with me while while I was growing up, because I do think I needed that extra push. I think I needed um, to continue to find that motivation, because for a while when when I couldn't look to myself for the motivation, um, you know, I had, I had you and mama and Justin there to be supportive. Um, and now I'm at this point where I know that I'm, I'm so motivated and self-driven and, um, you know, I've got that, that achievement drive to like really do something special, um, and, and make something of myself. And, and again, that, that's, that's been, part of the journey like that's been me totally like taking that next step and taking that leap and realizing my personal power like realizing all of the things that I actually can achieve all the things that I can put my mind to and and just having some resolve Mm -hmm. Um, and so and that's led to my own resilience you know when I talk about uh, struggling with ADD and when I talk about you know, everything that when it got to that point, when I was 20 years old, after knowing for several years that I had ADD, but never really addressing it. And I got to that point in college, where it was like, things were starting to kind of crumble around me. And, you know, my time management was suffering, my relationships were suffering. Um, I think that internal motivation, that's when it really kicked in. and, And that's where it showed. Like yeah. that's where I had to dig deeper and, and get resourceful yeah. and ask for help yeah. and all of these things and do, do take the steps necessary to, again, and this is where my, this is where my definition or my thought or my understanding of resilience comes in because it's one thing I could just survive with ADD or not, not I shouldn't say, or, but, I am choosing to actively work 
like towards bettering myself mm-hmm. as somebody with ADD. I'm choosing to actively persevere through the ADD, you know, with things like mindfulness, meditation, yoga, continuing continuously educating myself. Um, and then with the knowledge that I have, like actually taking positive steps towards combating the ADD and not just like succumbing to, you know, the challenges or the struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard, you know, there's definitely days and weeks and months where it feels like, damn, like I've been losing, you know, like I've been losing the steps that I, or the losing the momentum mm-hmm. that I feel like I've gained. And so then it's about refocusing and getting back on track. Yeah. And so, um, and I think at this point in my life at 24, I know, you know, and that was one of the f- things that always stuck with me when I really started, you know, taking classes about living with ADD and meeting counselors and stuff. The thing that always stuck with me is that they would say, this isn't something that's going to go away. Mm. Like you're going to live with this forever. Mm-hmm. And at that point I realized like, damn, like this is, this is, really needs to be taken seriously and like Mm -hmm. this is something that um it's going to be that constant you know essentially competition i'm a pretty competitive dude and so i like to view things as like challenges Mm -hmm. and overcoming challenges is one of my motivations and Mm -hmm. you know persevering through an obstacle gives me confidence it gives me that boost to let me know that like, yes, I can. It's adding to my personal power. It's like, you know, that, that like power up, you know, Mm -hmm. on the, uh, on like the power bar. It's like, yes, every time I'm able to like do something that I knew was a challenge for me or that I know is a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Every time I'm able to, to defeat that or, and, and it's, it's sometimes it's little victories for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, That's part of my resilience. It's like, you know, being consistent or consistently meditating for five days in a week and consistently mm-hmm. working out for five out of seven days of the week and doing that for three, four, five, six weeks at a time, mm-hmm. those little victories end up adding up. And for me, that's what continues to build just my, my self-love, my, my confidence. So, so, I mean, with, with, with that being said, what would you say the role of, of um, being happy mm. plays in that for you? Because I think oftentimes, you know, folks are just kind of rolling through life. This is kind of to the point of self-love, right? Mm-hmm. Rolling through life. Like say, for example, someone gets diagnosed with ADD, but you know, they're, they're, they're the self-love that as you've described it, like really, uh, it isn't there or the resilience, you know, isn't really there to, to deal with it. So that person may just, you know, be told what you were told, but this isn't going away. And then they're just kind of, kind of go through life, life with their um, head and, and the covers and pretending like it's not really happening, uh, you know, to their detriment as they kind of keep mm-hmm. flowing because, you know, they're, they're going to keep running into that wall. But what does happiness, how does the role of happiness uh, you know, what role does happiness, I guess I should say, play uh, mm-hmm. in, in, your, in your drive to, to be the person that you just described? Yeah, I think that 
I think to answer that, you know, I think we can mull over how does one become happy? Is happiness something that you can obtain, um, you know, like over and over and over again? Or is happiness, you know, something that everyone has, but for others, it's harder to access that mm. happiness mm. and um and that's that's actually something that i and i never really thought through that but let's just say that happiness is something that everyone has it's just harder for some people to access the happiness that you have because maybe you don't know exactly like what creates happiness and this mm. is this comes into self-awareness and this plays into how aware you are of your own emotions and your own motives and your own triggers um so i would say in order to what role does happiness play well i think that depends on what that person like where that person finds happiness and for me i found happiness in like i said like i'm a i'm a competitive person and so i found happiness in just small victories like the little victories in life of things that most people wouldn't even consider like a victory. Mm -hmm. But for me, like my time management, conquering my time management and being timely, like that for me gives me a little bit more happiness because I'm like, man, like I really, you know, I can struggle with that. And I have struggled with that in the past. And so if I'm consistent, if I'm sticking to my routines that I set, my, set out for myself, if I write something down and then I accomplish it, um, that, those are the things that, that created happiness or that's how I was able to access um, my own happiness. And I definitely think that, you know, that can be a motivation. I think happiness is a motivation for some people and mm -hmm. you know it's happiness is one of those internal things it's one mm -hmm. of those internal battles it's like you know some people can definitely like others can add happiness i feel like to your life but mm -hmm. no one can make you happy yeah that's that's that that is so true and it's so real because you know i remember when me and your mom we had been married maybe about two years uh, and, uh, you know, like, like every, uh, young couple that's married, you go through, you know, these, uh, you know, a number of storms, certainly we're about to hit 30 years of marriage. And so you go through a lot of storms in 30 years, but when, when we were married for about two years, I know that we were kind of going through something and I was kind of like, yo, like, you know, I don't, like, I don't even know how to make you happy. Like, that's my, you know, I'm. I'm 20, 28, right? It's like, you know, I'm being, you know, like, I'm gonna get deep here. Yo, I can't make you happy. What's up? Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> and I'll never forget this. She was just kind of like, you're never gonna be able to make me happy because the happiness comes within. And I was like, damn, right? And looking back yeah. on that, it's like, that's, that's, that's a truism. That's like, yeah. that's real, right? You know, because the bottom line is, is that that's a, that's a, an internal journey. That's, that's self-exploration. That's understanding your own purposes and beliefs and values and why you do things the way you do. That's the journey. And I think that's a journey that a lot of people um, 
choose not to go on uh, either because they they don't know how important it is. Nobody's ever talked to them about the importance of that. They're perhaps scared of what it is that they would find out. Um, there's a whole lot of things because re it requires complete honesty, right? With yep. you know, with yourself in order to do something like that. And so, um, yeah, the happiness thing, man. Like we need to save happiness for just a yeah. whole podcast. Uh, on happiness, man, because it, it, it comes in a lot of forms and as parents with their kids, mm -hmm. I think one of the things that, um, I think one of the things that parents tend to do is, you know, you can't really, uh, determine what makes your kid happy. You mm -hmm. can't, uh, determine what makes your kid uh, successful, right? You know, I think we all as parents want to want our children to be successful, but then like you can't pick what success is for them. And that right. that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. But mm -hmm. I think that that's what parents end up doing. I, I'll leave it with this. Uh, I, I just I'll never forget. Uh, I had an uncle um, who who when my cousins were in high school during mm -hmm. finals, right? he was stressed out more than they were as they were taking their finals in high school. And, you know, I never forget my father who was an educator, was an educator right. for 40 years, like, like, like saying, man, lighten up. Like, you know, this is like your kid's journey. Like if they don't do well on these finals and then these tests, that's kind of, on them to you know we we work with them to figure out how to get better at it but like right. you're on the verge of having a stroke because you know they, you just they they have to get they have to kill these grades you know in the 10th grade because it's going towards their college admissions and right. all this stuff and so like you sending yourself to an early grade because you worried about your your the 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 the, the 10th grade or how they're going to do in their midterm right so mm -hmm. that's a whole that's a whole nother thing we'll get into the whole parent child happiness success thing yeah uh moving forward but yeah it's um yeah life is life is very interesting uh all of the time but right now in particular it's i think there's a lot of people just going through a lot of things more than more than usual just because of the circumstances in the world and i'm talking about everything in the world right now. very true yeah no that's very true and i think that's a good place to end up but as you as you just alluded to i think a lot of people right now are kind of looking within um and uh and so. you know like that's kind of that's our domain like that's one of the things that we really that was one of our missions when we decided to speak together and talk about relationships and talk mm -hmm. about family and talk about emotional intelligence and talk about you know, personal power and all of these things. Um, it's, it's that journey of self exploration. And so it's a powerful journey. Uh, it's, it's definitely an important one. I would say it's crucial to just the progression of one's life. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to having more conversations on these topics and doing more podcast episodes, because um, I think this is when we can really uh, you know, get real and add in some personal stories about our own, our own experiences with these things. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, till next right. time, well, man. Yep. Yeah.